You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 53 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Town and we're at the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Today we're going to break down the matchup for this Sunday with the New Orleans Saints in South Philly. So Jess, let's get right into it after Doug Peterson announced on Tuesday that Jalen Hurts would now be the starting QB for the game. So yep. there are a lot of, we talked about it in our first show, which ironically, did we record it Monday or Tuesday? It was right before that announced. Yeah, it was like, you know, the episode came out at like noon and then by three o'clock they had made a decision on who the starting quarterback was, which is, you know, how it always goes. But we so we kind of broke down, I guess, what he did on Sunday and, you know, what they could do going forward. And, you know, obviously it was very up in the air, but obviously, you know, now they've made a decision and, and there are a lot of things about it I think we have to talk about because there are a lot of interesting factors, in my opinion. You know, I think obviously the first couple interesting things are the different responses from some of the players. I think obviously Fletcher Cox, everyone saw, liked the tweet, you know, that was like retweet for Jalen Hurts or like for for Carson Wentz. And, you know, when asked about it, he was like, you know, Carson's my best friend on the team and I'm going to support him no matter what. And, you know, th- and meanwhile, they're all saying, you know, whoever, we're going to work, work yeah. for the team, blah, blah, whatever. Um Miles Sanders today said, I think it's messed up that Carson Wentz is the one taking the blame for this offense. Um, And then I think the most telling quote was from Jason Kelsey, basically saying, everyone deserves blame. Everyone's been bad and went out of his way to list the offensive line's been bad. The running backs have been bad. The wide receivers have been bad and the coaches have been bad. Um, So I think that was, was interesting. And I think the coaching part of it is, my biggest confusion because we I go back and forth and this is a question that I think really is what we're going to kind of focus on is do we get the vibe that this is a selfish save my own skin move from Doug Peterson to say look it's Carson Wentz and he's the problem it's not my offense or is it I'm going to you know I'm I'm famous for not keeping things close to the vest and not, you know, showing my hand, not even committing to who's starting where on the offensive line when there's injuries and whatnot, you know, historically very secretive about personnel decisions and those kinds of things. And he's announcing it on Tuesday, letting the New Orleans Saints, the number one defense in the NFL right now, adequately prepare as best they can for Jalen Hurts. It is him doing that essentially setting Jalen Hurts up for failure 
by showing his hand and being like, you know, this is a death march. So I, I go back and forth. Is he being selfish, trying to save his own skin? Is he doing the best thing for Carson Wentz by putting Jalen Hurts out there against the number one defense and setting him up for failure? Sam, what do you think? So I originally, when like all this first came out, I didn't get the vibe from Doug at all. I kind of actually had like more of the opposite, which you kind of hit on. Like the fact that he basically was like, I'm going to throw Jalen Hurts in against this defense in the league or the best defense in the league. And then we'll see what he does. And it'll probably show everybody that he's no better than Carson basically. And just kind of set it him up for failure in the fact not, himself Jalen Hurts up for failure in that fact you know what I mean right and that's what I originally started thinking but then after hearing like you said Jason Kelsey kind of based out basically call out everybody but also hit coaching and then from other things that we've heard going on from analysts and from players and stuff that we can't say it seems like that might be the case from Doug and that if it is that's very 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 concerning to me if we have a head coach that's more concerned about saving his skin kind of thing instead of what's best for the team and about caring for his players you know what I mean like yeah I think it's interesting that a week ago we were talking about oh does Doug Peterson even care is he trying to get fired and now we're talking about you know him making the best move for himself, not necessarily for the team, but for himself. Now, do I think it's a, necessarily a bad move for the team for, you know, to bench Carson Wentz with the way he's been playing? Not necessarily, but when you have enough guys that are coming out and saying things like this in defense of Carson, you know, now you worry about, are you dividing the team? I think that's something that the Eagles have avoided doing over these last couple years, especially we talked about this a couple weeks ago. One thing that we have heard consistently is players supporting Doug Peterson, not losing the locker room. And once again, by their own actions, they're about to put that on themselves instead. Mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, whether it's the right decision or the wrong one, I think, again, they put themselves in this situation to start. You know, have we've talked about this. You know, part of the issue that we've had so far has been with the play calling. But the fact that not only Kelsey pointing out the coaches being bad was pretty telling about what's going on, but also by talking about the things he's going to put in and the game plan that he's going to put in place to help Jalen Hurts succeed. Also, possibly sitting Jason Peters and Alshon Jeffrey, who are old and useless. And and while they're why are they taking all of these extra steps now? And not with Carson. I can't figure out, like, why would you not yeah. take all of these extra steps that are right in front of you before benching your starting franchise quarterback who you gave $128 million to less than a year ago or a little bit yeah. more than a year ago? No, I agree completely with that. So, like, I'm okay with, like, hurt starting just for kind of, like, a switch, like, maybe a spark sure. of energy. Like, what's the hurt of it now? <laughs> <laughs> but um what, like what's gonna be so bad about it now I mean I don't think it's gonna make that much of a difference because like Kelsey said the rest of everything else is just not good at this point but Jeff Mosher put out on Twitter just like a recap of what Doug said in his presser this earlier this week and he Doug said in order to get him meaning hurt success you got to attempt to try to establish a little bit more of a run game and he can be part of that he also talked about Ertz getting easy completions like quick screens and that is so I already talked about it 
being concerning if Doug had this whole save himself mentality. But this is one of the bigger concerns for me. And if this is, if we see this, Jess, things that we've been calling to help Carson, that is so blatant that they needed these things to help Carson. If we see that for Jalen Hurts from Doug this week, I will be absolutely furious, like fuming, like want to go and call out Doug. He doesn't have social media, but anywhere that he might hear me because that would piss me off so bad. It's unfortunate because, you know, as long as Doug and Carson have been here, one of the things we've heard the most is Carson and I are in this together. As long as we're here, we're married to each other. We came into this thing together. We're going to see it through, yada, 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 yada. And all of a sudden you see that it's, you know, Doug's more about himself than he is about that partnership. And well, and just going along real quick with that, it makes you wonder because not only was he saying that stuff and had that super close relationship with Carson, but he also had it with Ertz. And this year you don't really hear it as much. And then the other day he said that he was best friends with Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and they worked together and all this stuff. Right. And it just makes you wonder if he just kind of changed his allegiances there. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't blame him going to the people that pay you whatever, but sure. But uh, I don't know. I think, you know, that, and that's only one facet of, you know, why this game is so interesting because are they going to beat themselves one, but then, I mean, like, let's, let's talk about the defense that they're going against. I mean, the saints are, have the number one defense in the NFL through the last few weeks. They're allowing the fewest points per game, the fewest yards, the most interceptions, the most takeaways and the fewing fewest rushing yards per game. Not ideal. But that's so interesting in the fact that you've already hit on it. Why would Doug, you know this defense is so good, and they obviously create great game plans going into games. Why would you not wait until Friday to say that Jalen Hurts is your starter? Because if that is his whole thing, that he's like abandoning Carson to save himself kind of thing, then he's really just an idiot for announcing it Tuesday then. Here's the thing. If Jalen Hurts goes in there and lights the world on fire, I mean, Doug's level of arrogance is going to soar through the roof. You're right. But I'm – but I also I don't see that happening. I li- listen. I'm, That's what I'm saying. Like, like I obviously, but where this team is as a whole, and especially if you know, like if Doug thinks he can just like throw Jalen in there with the same kind of play calling and game plan. I know it's annoying that he said it, but also he said, "Oh, we need to lean on the run game a little bit more. We need to do this. We need to do that. Whatever." It's not happening. He's not doing it. So if he thinks he can just go in there with the same mundane BS that he's done to this point, they're going to get smacked. Absolutely smacked. And not to mention, there's a guy on that defense yeah. that's waiting to see you. Has been waiting for this day since, when was it, February? I mean, how about that? Jenkins said the other day, I gave everything I had to this city and team. It just wasn't valued that much by the people making the decisions. For me, it was about respect. I didn't care what the money was. I wanted to see the respect, and I wasn't valued like I thought. Again, That hit me in the heart. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, you could tell from everything that he did in the community, everything he's still done in the community, since he went back to New Orleans with COVID and everything, he came back to help Philly charities. Like, that's how much he truly loved this city. And you had somebody that was still performing, going in for every single snap, 
was still such a leader on this team and then also great with the fans and the community. And you just completely abandoned him. Like didn't even act like he was worth anything to you. You just threw it away. So I don't blame him at all for being extremely hurt. No. And I would be. I would be. And mm, that defense. uh, mm, mm. Yeah, they're going to be coming after us just a bit. And especially Malcolm. (laughs) Malcolm, I said. Malcolm, what's his relationship with Carson? Maybe he's going to have something. I mean, they all respect each other, but maybe he's going to be like, and then you sat my boy Carson. We're coming after you a little extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and that's, I mean, and let's not act like Saints offense is something to, you know, something to scoff at either. I mean, so Drew Brees technically can come off of the IR on Friday. He could start Sunday. Probably not going to. Probably It would be very stupid to do it against a three, what are we, three, eight, and one or three, nine, and one? Three, eight, and one. Yeah. I, it, it's just, I feel like it's such a waste. Um, but they're, yeah, why I, risk that? They, I, they're three and oh with Taysom Hill as the starter. Um, you know, they're not, the one thing is they're not utilizing Alvin Kamara as much as they did with Drew three games, 54 for 76, 543 yards, two touchdowns and interception, eight sacks, five fumbles, two of them he lost. And then 34 rushing attempts for 176 yards and four touchdowns. Why Alvin Kamara has not been used because on the goal, you don't need him. I was just going to say, it makes perfect sense why you have a dual threat quarterback. You don't need the run game as much or the running back as much. Right. And these numbers, I mean, if they didn't play a team that quite honestly didn't have a quarterback one week, those numbers could be even better. So, you know, regardless, he's still, he, he, he's not something to just be like, oh, it's a backup quarterback. No, he's got something we don't have, and that's the weapons around him. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a lot easier to have success when you have successful pieces around you. You don't have to be as great. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, with the defense that the Eagles have right now, I, good God, good God, absolutely good God. It is what it is. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will give you our keys to the game on both the offense and the defense for them to be able to come out with a win this week out of Lincoln financial field. You are listening to the babes on broad on BGN radio. Welcome back into episode number 53 of Babes on Broad. So Jess, take us into your offensive keys of the game. So my keys to the game on offense. So like I said in the first segment of our show, if Doug Peterson thinks just throwing Jalen Hurts in there with the same vanilla play calling is going to change anything at all, he might be the biggest clown in the city of Philadelphia ever. Now, he did say he wants to get the screen game going better, lean heavier on the run game. Go figure. JP and Alshon also might not play. Convenient. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same thing that we've been saying. They have to protect the quarterback better. If you don't call the game to the quarterback's strength, then it's a a colossal waste of time to just throw Hurts right into the fire like this. In my opinion, it all comes down to game plan for me. Everything is going to come down to – the way that the Eagles prepare for this game, if they can protect Jalen Hurts, if they can establish a little bit of a run game, and if they take advantage and call the right plays at the right time, which at this point, haven't really seen much of. And when I say leaning on the run game a little bit, obviously I I mean using Jalen Hurts in that fashion as well. 
maybe it'll be a little bit more successful than it has when they've just thrown him in there because now he's obviously the starting quarterback. So he has to, you know, be able to do all three things and running the ball himself, handing the ball off and throwing the ball. But I, I really do think in my opinion, this all comes down to game plan and, and utilization. And I hope that they, you know, simple things like, you know, we were told they drafted Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson because of his speed. Well, we haven't seen that utilized other than the one punt return that we had been screaming for up to that point. Other than that, we haven't seen the offense actually utilize Jalen Rager's speed yet. So it's simple things that, I mean, like you were saying earlier, if they decide this week that they're actually going to call plays and design an offensive game plan that actually plays up the strengths of their players – I'm going to lose my freaking mind mm-hmm. because they waited until week 13 until you decided to pull cards. Like I, I just, I can't, I don't even want to have to cross that bridge. Yeah. But to be completely honest, any, if they had want to have any glimmer of hope to win this game, it all comes down to the game plan. What about you? What do you think for the offense? I really have no clue what to expect from this offense. I mean, like I say every week, obviously they need to get something going ASAP or else they're going to fall far behind with this team that they're playing. But I don't know if I should expect like a Jalen Hurts that's going to actually light the offense and give it that spark of energy or if I'm just going to get more miscommunication that we've seen week after week after week. Like I don't understand how a new rookie quarterback is going to have more organization and communication and better than Carson did. So that's, I don't understand that process there. Um, But like I said, I'm going to be so annoyed if Doug is all of a sudden calling plays that fit this offense and highlight Jalen. I mean, also at the same time though, I'll be happy because it's going to highlight Jalen and it's going to highlight the offense, but at the same time, I'm just going to be very annoyed (laughs) for Carson and Last but not least, I want to see more Fulgham, and I'm going to say it every week. We don't even see him. Well, if they like Alshon, we'll get those snaps back. You better, man. Which? What about for defense for you? I feel worse about the defense than I do the offense at this point, honestly. I mean, at least you know what you're kind of going to get from the defense. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. That's what I'm going to get from the defense. I mean, Avante Maddox has been garbage. Nikhil Roby Coleman is garbage. Darius Slay has gotten embarrassed these last two weeks. And, you know, he's a little banged up now. The pass rush gets nowhere. Nobody's forcing turnovers. I mean, the the key is going to be not letting Taysom Hill's run game beat you, which is, like, pathetic that I'm saying this right now. Um, Not really when Daniel Jones' run game beat us, so. <laughs> I want to die. I want to die! Um, but uh, start there and, and lock down there. But, I mean, I don't know how they contain that and contain some of the weapons. I mean, every receiver playing against the Philadelphia Eagles is so wide open. It's disgusting. Um, I it's mean, they have, chills. <laughs> they have the edge on th- this Eagles defense in every facet. I mean, their wide receivers have the edge on our corners. Their running backs absolutely have the edge. I mean, their their quarterback run game. I mean, their tight ends. I mean, Jared Cook can body any of our linebackers at, at any point in time. And they just lost Davion Taylor to the IR with a knee injury. I mean, they're just so bad right now that it's I – can't, I can't believe how truly god-awful 
this team is at this point. And some of it comes down, I mean, with the offense, it comes down to roster construction. Like, honestly, what did you expect from some of those people yeah. at this point? But the defense uh, is, is really disappointing to me. Like, you know, in terms of the offensive line, like, you knew what you were going to get with a 38-year-old Jason Peters. You knew Lane Johnson was hurt. You knew you weren't going to have Brandon Brooks. You knew that Isaac Sayamalu is just really not always the answer. I mean, like, y- y- your, your number one wide receiver was a 33-year-old Deshaun Jackson. I love Deshaun, and I wanted him to be part of the offense, but, like, your number one not option. The key. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 not it. Travis Fulgham, who is that? You know what I mean? Greg Ward, for the first time, woo. Alshon Jeffrey coming back from injury and old and can't run or jump, woo. Like, what did you expect from the offense? I get that, but this defense, you know, there's no reason. Like, Darius Slay has not been playing well. Now, could that part of that be scheme? Sure. But, I mean, the guys on this defensive line that are making the money that they're making – to do absolutely nothing week in and week out is pathetic and embarrassing. The, the fact that there's no linebackers on this roster is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. This defense is pathetic at this point. So, hey, you know, I just hope they go out there and they give it <laughs> their best shot. So my final score prediction, I never pick against the Eagles. Yeah. I'm not going to start now. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I never will. And I'm not going to do it right now. 28-27 Eagles. What about you? What is your key to the game on defense and your final score prediction? So I actually think that our D-line will step up a little bit just because they have at least started the past two games very well. So I think they might step up for that reason. And the fact that they usually play well against the Saints. I don't know if it's because of previous bad blood, whatever that is. So I think they might play up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I'm not excited. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, Darius Slay is probably going to be on Michael Thomas, right? Which makes me extremely nervous because Slay hasn't been performing well. He's also kind of injured right now. And even though Michael Thomas hasn't had his great season that he normally does, he's still a top receiver in the league in my eyes at least. So, Lamp, I'm, <laughs> right, so I'm very, very nervous about it. Um, I mean, like you said, we're just outmatched and everywhere not going to be pretty at all like this game on Sunday is not going to be pretty but when it comes down to it I don't know if I'm feeling that little bit of hurts putting on a show just because he's used to adversity or if I think that he's just going to come in and do what he can but it's not going to help at all because this whole team's just bad Mm -hmm. so depending on either one of those situations I have two scores for you okay 27 to 9 Mm -hmm. is what I think will happen and that's in favor of the Saints. And then I have 27-18 Saints. If Jalen Hurts sparks energy and brings a new life and miracles happen. I do think that's a good point you made about him. If there's someone that has to play through this kind of adversity and this kind of weirdness, I definitely think, obviously, based on what I he I think he'll be able to pull it. something out of it because he's done yeah. it before. I, I think he's the best guy for it. Um, all I have to say is it's a really – the Eagles picked a really good year to play like this because there's no fans there to let them know how they feel. Yeah. It is a miracle in itself that the Philadelphia Eagles do not have fans in the stands. Through that because we'd be getting another – we'd be doing something to get another nickname. 
I don't even know what they'd be throwing, but we get another nickname. This would be so bad with fans. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, what a what an absolute mess. All right. Well, we need to try to pick up this positivity for Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> for our show on Sunday. We'll figure it out. We'll get some we'll get some fun stuff going on in yeah. there. We'll figure it out. By Sunday, I'll be I'll have convinced myself they're gonna win by 30. It's fine. But right now, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I'm pretty pissed off at them. But by Sunday, that'll all be gone. But thank you for listening to episode 53. Be sure to catch our pregame show on Sunday for all new kinds of prop bets because we have to change everything up now. Everything's going to be Oh, different. yeah. Um, so the Eagles play at four again. So 245, we'll be back for our pregame show on Sunday. Maybe I'll actually be able to get red zone in this time. I tried really hard last time, and it did not work. No, um, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back 245 on Sunday on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube page. Thank you, as always, to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We will talk to you on Sunday. Peace on the ground. P-G-N.